0: Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 101st edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Ferris, Davis, and spring training is upon us. It is a beautiful time to distract, finally, and, and, and completely distract us from the uh, crumbling society around us. Uh, joining me to discuss the, uh, the fall of Rome is... Uh, is, is uh, As always. always. Yeah, yeah, As always. Yeah. Old Reliable. Old Reliable Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right. We're still alive. So far, so good.
0: Every one of these feels like a blessing.
1: <laughs> they truly are. You know, they truly are.
0: Uh, speaking of blessings, spring training. There are photos of guys in t-shirts that they cut, immediately cut the sleeves off. They're playing catch.
1: <laughs> we're, we're watching Adam Lind fart smoke. We're talking uh, about guys' haircuts. <laughs> these are good times. It's uh, It's been a long, grim winter. And, uh, and yeah, no, I don't know. As as bullshit as it is to be like oh look it's a photo of fucking grass I i'll i'll take that shit uh
0: it's it's also it's it's i oddly uh ironic maybe is the word in that for once photos of people in florida are bringing joy <laughs> to the rest of the world yeah uh I, with,
1: without having to you know have somebody get their face eaten off
0: yeah the <clears throat> without without being like incredibly mad cap you know, mishap laden crimes yeah um those are the things that people <laughs> that are that are getting everyone's attention uh so my name is Drew Fairservice, I, I didn't mention that before and this is birds all day we talk about your blue jays who are in spring training pitchers and catchers have officially re- uh reported the position players are slowly making their way in i saw Josh Donaldson was there and now uh, Jose Bautista
1: yeah uh Troy Tulowitzki needs somebody needs to get him a dad hat because uh, he's he's six dad he's 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 our guy now, the, whoops, the sixth, yeah yeah he's cool, he's taken over.
0: He wants everyone to become better defenders. Um, I which can live is, with that. Yeah, uh, which is good. It's also very normal that uh, an already enormous person who plays shortstop into his thirties is very normal. <laughs> and then being like, hey, you uh, just get better at your job. Uh, that <laughs> that works very well with other professionals and, and adults. Of course, he did. I like the way he kind of maybe took maybe took a little bit of credit for Josh Donaldson, like uh, you know, su- supreme coach mastermind Torii Tulawitsky said, uh, "Hey Josh, maybe you want to get better at defense." And, D- <laughs> and Donaldson was like, "Oh jeez, I had not thought of that." Yeah, uh, and then there he was. But of course, it didn't work because he didn't win the MVP last year. So maybe Tulo could keep his advice to himself. But
1: wasn't that wasn't there something for real about like? I don't know, setting his feet better, or because or, or, his throws were not great. You know, the the reputation wasn't uh, wasn't very good, and the the stats weren't great when he was in Oakland. You know, uh, air mailed mm-hmm. a lot of throws, and and maybe that's the Condor over there, Justin Smoke. You know, everybody's favorite uh, first the baseman. whipping boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know Donaldson. That that was a genuine concern. That was like the one red flag about Donaldson when he came over, and it certainly hasn't. Looked at all like an issue for him, so I'll, no, I'll give two. I'll give too little credit for that. But he can take know. all the
0: credit if he's back there on those backfield uh, you know, the back lots and backfields, working on uh, working on footwork and and maybe you know convincing Don. I th- which I think Donaldson was the kind of guy that had the the you know I think Tabby Pat Tabler would refer to him as like he's a he's a, he's a playmaker. He gets out there and he <laughs> makes plays. Which yeah. uh, m- maybe as Josh Donaldson gets older. He learns that discretion is sometimes the better part of valor and maybe don't try to throw from a crazy arm angle over the pitcher's head and then to a tight angle uh, to, uh, without the condor being there to, uh, <laughs> to, to to pick up your errant throws like so much carrion. Uh, what, around this time of the show we usually say hey thanks everybody for listening and thank you to everyone who has uh, contributed over the past 101 episodes to our uh, patreon campaign which keeps us going and keeps us um motivated and keeps us living in the style to which we have grown accustomed so if you want to join them we encourage you to do so and are thankful for everyone who has done so and who would ever consider doing so, so go over to patreon.com slash birds all day and shoot us a couple bucks a month and it's great and baseball is starting up and as we've not so subtly noted uh, two years of birds all day, two consecutive trips to the American League Championship Series. Who's to say? In this post fact era, I'm happy to take <laughs> credit for the Blue Jays' success, uh, and and not that it at all in any way benefits me personally. Um, I'm I'm just in it for the feels. Uh, and of course, you can also uh, go to iTunes and uh, subscribe and rate and review. Uh, you can there's an RSS feed at SoundCloud.com/slash/birds all day where you can put it in whatever podcast system you use if it's uh, spotify which is you know moving in on the podcast world you can add podcasts right there stitcher what a pod bean any of them hook it up we talk about the jays and then the season comes we talk about we wait a whole two weeks before we're like well this guy's done
1: (laughs) i think i have a feeling you're gonna call somebody done on this very episode actually i am (laughs) not even no pitchers and catchers no live games yet uh, position player is still not there. You're 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 calling it.
0: I feel I'm calling it. Uh, Matt Latos is <laughs> so bad. So the Blue Jays signed uh, Matt Latos to a, a minor league contract with a, a full invite to uh, spring training uh, just today, uh, I guess Thursday, in, here in February the 16th, um, which is uh, which would have been fun. Uh, the Jays have long danced around Matt Latos. Uh, uh, Alex Anthopoulos was a long admirer. I saw Shai Davidi made that note in his piece that the Jays were the runners-up uh, when the Padres traded Matt Latos to the Reds for a bunch of players who became good at other places other than San Diego. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that Matt Latos only had like two uh, years of service time down, so he had like four years of control left, and he threw 93, 94 miles an hour. He was great. Uh, the Matt Letos now uh, is an, is terrible. He's really bad. He's pitched for five teams in the last two years. (laughs) For a grand total of like 75, no, maybe more than that, like less than 200 innings over the last two years. He was pitching out of the bullpen for the Nationals a handful of times at the end of the year. Sure was, yeah. What what even is all this?
1: There's no such thing as a bad minor league contract with an invite to spring training. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a guy who's logged innings, you know, he can... He could soak up some innings in Buffalo. I hope that's really what the what the whole thing is here. But it's a bullpen that's got a bit of a wide open competition. I think the Jays are obviously leveraging that in order to get some some guys who once were half decent to to show up and and hope to resurrect their careers here. Uh, but that seems like that's all this is. You know that he's he's seen an opportunity here uh, where he might not have an, have with other teams that that there's a legitimate chance that he could pitch out of this bullpen or be a depth starter or so, you know, there, there's not a lot of depth here. And uh, you got to look around and see your Gavin Floyds and your uh, Mike Bolsingers and such uh, guys like that. And think, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I can make this team if you're Matt Latos. If Matt, you're Matt Latos, I, I assume you're extremely overconfident. So, uh, <laughs> so, so it probably looks like a pretty good situation with what, what the Jays are thinking. I don't know. Other than, other than, you know, having a look. I couldn't tell you. But they tried this last year with Franklin Morales, which worked out about as well as I expect this to. They had Brad Penny last year for a brief time, which I think everybody forgets. But also Latos is like 29, which is crazy to me. It seems like he's been around forever. Uh, But, you know, there's there's a chance that he could do something. It just hasn't looked like he's been able to do anything for the last couple years, basically.
0: There's no chance. (laughs) There is not a chance. I will say this. Um, there are pitchers who have overwhelming uh, stuff, or or also like what they would probably describe as pitchability. And I don't believe or know, frankly, if Matt Latos is a guy with a lot of pitchability. I don't know that Matt Latos his uh, his reputation suggests that maybe he's not the most um, uh, academic guy around. He's not. He's. I don't. I don't. Just don't think he's the kind of guy who once his stuff goes, he's done. Right and and the 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 parallel or the comparison that I was using a little bit and and looked at um, before we started to record, sadly enough, is Tim Lincecum. So Latos, if you look at like their. Uh, FIP or even ERA, and of, of course, Tibblezukum was much, 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 much better than Latos when Latos was good. Even though Matt Latos was was quite good mm-hmm. uh, at, at his peak, he was like he had a bunch of four-win years, basically like four four-win years in a row. Um, he was really good playing in San Diego again, he, but he was very young and he threw very hard. As soon as the fastball goes away, right? Again, this was a guy who averaged 93, 94 miles an hour, and then suddenly last year it was down to 90 with a bit of an t- uptick at the end of the year because he was pitching out of the bullpen, as we said, with the Nationals. Um, as soon as that velocity's gone, it's just open season. His fastball is very straight, uh, which is something also if you look at the, uh, the horizontal movement of his fastball over the years and you compare it to the horizontal movement of Tim Lincecum's over the years. So as Lincecum lost velocity, he lost a lot of, I don't know, what you maybe call the bite on his fastball. Um, um, maybe some of the the kind of arm side run uh, on it Uh, it started to to not do that which then it becomes um pin straight and like beep it's basically a bp fastball at that point uh latos did not have the overwhelming secondary stuff that a guy like lincecum used to remain serviceable uh, after he stopped being great and then he became like you know people will forget how good Linscombe was like in the 2012, you know, or people who aren't fans of the Giants don't realize that Tim Linscombe, even though he was bad in 2012, he was unhittable as a reliever in the, bull, in, the in the playoffs in 2012. That's not going to be Latos because he doesn't have that splitter changeup thing that Linscombe has or he doesn't have the slider thing that he can, that Linscombe can bury. Uh, Latos is just not as good. He was good and then he stopped throwing hard and now he's bad. And I, to me, that's it. That's the end. There's not, there's no coming back. He's not going to reclaim three miles an hour on his fastball, which is to say, he's not going to be good.
1: A lot of what I like what you say there. I mean, that's that's that is well put. I just let you go there, and that that you know, that's for that's for everybody's betterment, frankly. But I, I mean, I think what Latos would tell you, and who the hell gives a shit what Latos says or thinks, and that's also another issue. I think is what Latos may say or do, or just grate on people in general uh because that seems to happen everywhere he goes uh but he you know he said i think in Shai's piece uh that it was nice pitching in the bullpen to see 95 on the radar gun every once in a while so uh, uh, maybe there's a chance he can he can hump it up and and get back to those kind of levels that he was at before i'm being you know kind of kind because it is a bit of a head scratcher especially because you know you look at some of the comments when he left cincinnati you look at uh, links to a, a piece about about him uh, shitting on Don Mattingly because he, you know, he had like a six and a half ERA, but was like, oh, I was really getting my groove, and then he pulled me from the game in the fifth inning, and and I don't know how I'm supposed to get my groove at that point, and it's like Jesus Christ, this is, he he, it, he seems like a real fucking idiot sometimes, frankly, uh, it's, which is I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt because we don't know him and 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 folks mature and, and all that, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a little strange to brought, to have brought a guy like that into. The mix here, uh, mm-hmm. but they're just they're taking a look, and if he does throw hard, you know if you look at the strikeout numbers, even though the walk numbers are really bad in Washington and it's a tiny sample, uh he was certainly striking out guys more like the Matt Latos of old when he was pitching in Washington in the bullpen at the end of the year um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Jays have made bets on small samples of data before uh Mm -hmm. you know i mean jay hap was uh it was a lot bigger than nine innings or whatever we're looking at here that he pitched with the nationals last year Mm uh but if he can hit those because i think you're right i think you're absolutely right that he's uh, the kind of guy where it seems like it once the stuff goes that's going to be it uh is the stuff gone i think it's worth taking a look to see if it is
0: uh, I agree, and and maybe maybe I shouldn't be so um, declarative in saying like he's done, it's over. Oh, uh, there's a, a recent example that that's someone will probably who's listening will probably want to point to, and that's Joe Blanton. So Joe Blanton was like a decent mm-hmm. back end starter for a long time, and then he was very bad, and then he went to the bullpen and became like bonkers good and threw hard, and and it also uh, I've using that same sort of uh, how was his fastball straight or whatever, and as he aged it started to straighten up but then as it seems like for whatever reason when he went to the bullpen he started to get a bit more uh on top of that on top of the ball and 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 develop a little bit more of that uh, arm side run um natural arm side run in his four seamer or, or whatever or, which can only help keeping barrels off of the off of the ball uh and then keeping guys off of your um your secondary stuff so maybe that's it maybe and so perhaps my own baggage is is knowing uh, having matt latos's reputation precede him um as being a terrible person um and and not a well-liked player in the clubhouse (laughs) a guy who makes incredibly questionable decisions um often and and and, uh is low i mean whether or not he's loathed by opposing um fans is not really a a reliable metric when it comes to him fitting in with the club, but but you know maybe maybe that's the model, maybe that's what he's going to do. He's going to say, oh uh, you know I have this opportunity, and, and maybe if I do pitch out of the bullpen and I can stick to two pitches and I don't have to kind of get too cute, and I'm only looking, I'm going to face five or six guys and and then get out of the way. Maybe then it works, provided that he's willing to take that, uh, and, and maybe uh, again I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt, and and uh, one of the in Daviti's piece he noted that there's all these different opt outs in it. So I my worry or concern is that so if someone dangles a starter's job to him, he'll just take it, he'll just opt out and go do that. If the Blue Jays are not interested in him being a starter or don't see an ability for him to start for them. So which, we'll see.
1: Which is fine, I think. I mean, it, it's a piece of depth that they can use at least, you know, to figure out what they've got and, and to to go forward from spring training. But yeah, you're, it, I, that might force them into a decision about what to do with him as a starter. Uh but yeah, I don't know. You can't it, when you look at the pieces that they have in their bullpen. You can't really turn your nose up at anybody who might be able to throw ninety five and has had a half decent, you know, track record. Uh, even if you look at twenty fifteen, the the ERA was ugly for for Latos, but the walks were not like they were this year, and the the strikeouts were half decent, and the the FIP and X FIP for whatever those are worth at this point, uh, they look half decent. Uh. It's a it's a guy who's not that far removed from having a little bit of success, and that was even when he was not throwing quite as hard as he uh, he was when he was you know breaking into the league with the Padres and, and then his early career with the Reds. So I yeah I don't know. And, and, you're not I, trying to you just 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 tell me
0: <laughs> that you didn't just try to use like a nine inning sample of XFIP, which is no, 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 basically no, a garbage talking, man. <laughs> no,
1: I was talking about 2015. That's, a, oh, that's okay, 116. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, sure, sure. X, XFIP is is trash anyway but
0: i think that that uh, xfip has its had its place at its time but given the the um existence of the barrels you know the kind of more advanced metrics uh, exit velocity and just the ability to quantify hard hit balls allowed um you could see that a guy like latos uh was getting hit harder and harder because he has not a lot of another thing that I didn't mention, and something I always kind of liked about Matt Latos, he has this weird thing where that where he kind of plunges his arm back when he when he's when he separates his hands, right? When he he gets his leg up and, and his hands are are high, and then he kind of jams his right hand down really low, kind of behind his leg, and. Uh, to me, if you are a big league hitter, if you've I've mentioned it probably a few times, but reading Sean Green's book, Sean Green's book is really odd. Sean Green is a bit of a weird, like Zen dude, but Sean Green was really good at picking up teeny tiny little tells that he learned from Cito, uh, Cito, Cito Gaston, Clarence the manager. Uh, but Latos is the kind of guy that if you're looking for it, you could you could probably pick up his grips and stuff, um, especially when you don't have to be so worried about 95 getting on top of you in a hurry. So. To me, there there are so just so many things working against him. But but hey, I will try to. I won't maintain an open mind. I should. I, <laughs> pe- pe- people started digging up old tweets of mine because I was always like being like, yeah, go get Latos. That's great. And then he just he hurt his knee, as you mentioned in your post today. And then it all kind of went
1: well. As Latos himself would mention, uh, as he did shitting on the Reds on his way out the door. Basically, it was like the said that they, the medical staff. Would look at his swollen knee and be like, "No, you got to get pitching again," and really really endeared himself to that whole city and organization, and makes you wonder why you would bother to bring that guy in, but uh, and to it's Letos's not like he's credit. in a position now where he's you know he, he's kind of humbled by the last couple of years, so maybe that helps.
0: Uh, to his credit, mm-hmm. Matt Latos, he ha- plays a very central role. In one of my all-time favorite baseball highlights, uh, a great, amazing moment, uh, which was insane when he gave up that grand slam to Buster Posey in 2012 in the division series uh, because of the situation, because of the home run, because Buster Posey. Uh, pimped it within an inch of his life uh, of like the Buster Posey version of a pimping. And Ryan Hannigan, of course, the catcher, had like the all-time greatest reaction (laughs) ever. And also Latos, who essentially, as soon as the ball left the bat, he started to walk towards the dugout. Doesn't
1: look (laughs) up, doesn't turn around.
0: Ah, That's the best. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, And Uh, actually,
1: in the piece that I wrote, uh, I linked to a piece uh, from The Cauldron that Goes over that whole moment, that whole like everything that led up to that moment, and then also gets into the uh, the shit on his way out of Cincinnati when he was talking, uh, you know, talking shit about the medical staff and stuff like that. So that that's worth a read because just just going through that whole lead up to the moment is incredible as well. But the GIF, I think you tweeted, uh, is incredible just with the reaction of Latos and
0: <laughs> Well, I tweeted the reaction. I tweeted that because a lot of people were uh, remembered back in the old getting blank days, that there was a, something happened where Latos was pitching and, and uh, something happened and he got into, like, just a bit of an argument with uh, Jay Bruce in the dugout. Just a pretty, probably a pretty minor thing, but I was a young content creator <laughs> looking to get some cheap clicks. So I tried to cook something up and we made a little gif of like, look, these guys are arguing in the dugout like children. Uh, and, and Matt Latos' wife, uh, Dallas Latos, who is, um, uh, used to be, I believe, very active, on Twitter. Um, yeah, you don't it, hear
1: as much anymore, but that no. was definitely a thing, yeah.
0: She took exception to my uh <laughs> characterization of their dugout exchange uh and and I was not owned. I I will say that now and I will say, I said it then. I was not owned. I was not owned by <laughs> Dallas Latos. She just called it was like a precursor to the fake news phenomenon where she criticized my reporting and I was like, "I am not reporting anything, lady. I'm just I call them as I see them."
1: <laughs> I like that. I liked it last year. Jay's had Brad Penny who uh i don't know if it was me or park i think it was parks wrote something in the very early djf days about mm-hmm. Brad Penny and the and-, and getting the bat boy to drink like so much milk that he like puked and got suspended or something like that <laughs> like had a bet with the bat boy and parks wrote something about it that uh that we got a- an angry email from someone with the last name penny about what a good boy brad is. uh so we had that last year and now this year we have you not getting owned by matt Latos' wife we're it's all coming full circle.
0: Uh did not you not call him like a greasy fuck or something like that? Yeah, Wasn't that a uh, regular that thing?
1: Been, that, again, <laughs> again I think that's your your friend and mine Dustin Parks more than me, but uh but, but yes, I believe shrinking, that, but, <laughs> shrinking
0: violet Dustin Parks.
1: <laughs> I remember Brad Penny is a Grease Ball was definitely yes. the title of a post.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> Uh yeah, and you know, I I I, I would bet money that last year at this exact time around, you know, getting blanked episode 40, you and I probably sat here and did had this exact same conversation about Brad Penny and tried to talk ourselves into Brad Penny being like, oh, you can still throw hard and oh, you never know. Maybe stuff plays up in a one instant yeah. uh, uh, because that's that's what you do. I'm at sure this you're time right. But
1: but and, and I was thinking that as I wrote that piece and then I was like, wait, how old is Matt Latos? He's 29. It's crazy. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't be fucking toast at twenty nine,
0: especially when you have the look of a man who <laughs> was the that almost exact same size and build and ability when he was probably nine. Like I would bet that Matt Latos was the biggest, fattest, meanest, worst kid on his PB team. <laughs> like just so good and so obnoxious, and having that face, like with the, he just has that look about him where. Every single human being around him loathed him, except for the fact that he probably dragged a group of, like, pipply faced teens to the Little League World Series, playing shortstop and pitching and hitting seven home runs a game. Like, it's just that kind of (laughs) vibe that comes off of him. But then he also peaked at 12 when he was the king shit of Teen Fuck Mountain.
1: That is a very specific vibe, but I can't deny that 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 does feel kind of exactly like the vibe.
0: Uh, speaking of the vibe, the vibe at spring training is good. Uh, everyone's chill, and there, there, there's lots of banter. It's a banterful time as uh, the guys, people are commenting on the official accounts Instagram page, making fun of their friends. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing else going on. The, Kevin Pilar is you know every, everything's all like just it's, it's cupcakes and wishes. And Kevin Pilar wants to be a complete player, and it's like that's great, Kevin Pilar. Good for you, man.
1: <laughs> get out there and get it. I, uh, hey, I want to be a complete player too, but it but it ain't gonna happen.
0: I want Kevin Pilar to be a co- complete player. I hope, nice. I, I hope he d- achieves it. I hope he achieves it.
1: I do too, frankly.
0: He has a leg up. He's very good at one aspect of the game. He's so good at that aspect of the game, uh, and yet so lagging in others that I think it over over for me. I, I I allow it to overshadow the good. The goodness is 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 lost a little bit because of the deficiencies in other areas, which isn't fair. It's so easy to find flaws but instead of celebrating gifts and
1: hard work. <laughs> I like finding Kevin Pillar's flaws, frankly. Why? I don't know. I don't think... Why. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, he's not but super he does, at, the, at the plate. But the, the thing is, he doesn't have to be. And he's still just edges a little bit below where you'd like to see him. And, I mean we talked about this all winter, but like looking at his numbers last year, it was down from 2015 and oh he had that thing like you know, he fucked up his wrist and play and he got better at that point basically. so that, uh, it wasn't like, oh, he was pretty good and then the wrist injury submarined his season. It was he's just not a very good hitter.
0: <laughs> he's really not. Uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of ways to, to, to dress it up but but uh... maybe he should bunt more. Oh my god. Oh, I, I I wonder do you know why he's not asked to bunt more?
1: I do not actually.
0: I wonder about that. I I wonder if it has anything to do with the way that he looks.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might you think you might hear that come out if he looked a little different. Maybe he had a mustache.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's he doesn't fit the he doesn't fit the bill, right?
1: Yeah. That's probably true.
0: He's a decent base stealer, I guess. He's probably their best base runner. He's a good base yeah, runner, I as I recall. Yeah, think he's a smart base
1: runner. I believe he, he grades out well in those metrics, as I recall. He's not a crazy man like, say, the right fielder. But, which, you know what?
0: <laughs> I don't give a shit.
1: I'm familiar so, with your take on that, yeah.
0: I, I live for it. I ride so hard <laughs> for his base running. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for baseball to be back because I want to see him out running around like a just a complete lunatic.
1: <laughs> it really it is a gift. It is, you know, it really is a gift to have him back for another year. It uh it, is. it didn't look like it was going to go that way. I mean, Edwin losing Edwin obviously uh a tough blow. He seems like he mm-hmm. has a lot of fun out there. Uh but yeah, he's not a lunatic. He's not There's <laughs> <And laughs> no fun not, in that. Yeah, you're not looking at him like what could possibly set him off next? <laughs> like where's this going? Uh I like it. I, I I I don't like the uh the narrative that like, oh he's gonna be motivated. This is though so he wasn't motivated in his fucking contract walkier. That 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 tickles me that we that we still have to talk about shit in, in those sorts of terms. But yeah, um, giddy up. You
0: you uh, linked in your uh Daily Deuce today, you linked to Dave Cameron of Fangraphs who ranked his favorite moves of the offseason and he had Jose Bautista's uh reacquisition as number four. Mm hmm. Because Jose Batista, as it turns out, is quite good. This is true.
1: That's uh, very exciting. He had he had I think he had Edwin at nine. Uh, yeah. He also had Eric Thames at uh, at like eight or six or something like that.
0: I cannot be more excited. <laughs> there is no possible way for me to be more excited than the fact that Eric Thames is back and plays for the Brewers of all people. Um, also, reading Dave's list here, uh, um, Wade Davis plays for the Cubs now. Yeah. Why are we even bothering (laughs) with this season? Uh, Wow. Yeah. That is bad. (laughs) They're good. Holy shit. God damn it. Yeah. Well, it's just the National League. At least the Giants are supremely ready to crash. Well, this has been a very... Jo- I, I've We've been talking about Dustin Parks and I've been playing his role by equating every single thing we've talked about <laughs> to the San Francisco Giants. Yes. Um. They're fucked. They're not going to be very good, I don't think. Mm. I, think well, I think they'll be okay, but this will be the last year for them to do that because they have their own Matt Latos. His name is Jeff Samarja, except he makes $18 million a year.
1: Yeah, man. We've we- talked about Samarja for a long time around here, too. He was always i love the I love the whole myth of uh, of oh Anthopolis only makes deals for guys uh, that you never hear about. It's like I don't know we we talking about Latos everybody knows he was after him. everybody knows mm-hmm. he was on Samarja a lot uh thank fuck that didn't happen
0: yeah, he was he's had some good years
1: yeah no the, the giants aren't stupid. Like they him. didn't
0: hand him money for nothing right but but I don't know it's it's a little worrisome his he started out so well last year and then got bad. You didn't know that because he plays for the Giants. but Yeah,
1: oh, fuck yeah. I had no idea.
0: Uh, Johnny Cueto was very good. He plays for the Giants too. Uh, but yeah, it, there's a lot to like. Um, there's a lot to like about having Jose to back in the mix uh, for a zillion reasons. I, we didn't hear as much. Maybe I didn't notice as much. A lot of the talk last year was... About Bautista, sort of like rallying guys together and having guys come and stay with him and visit his stretching guy, visit this person and and do yoga and kind of get fit. Maybe in January down in Florida before they made their way over to Dunedin. Don't know if they did that or not this year, but I, you know, the, I'm I'm all for that. I think that's o- that's always great and guys just kind of sharing knowledge and working out and, and and doing what they need to do to kind of get ready for the year because it's it's crazy how much more seriously they 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 take it uh, now. How long well, spring training is like. They talked about, there was a big uh, point about Aaron Sanchez, right? Aaron Sanchez has put all this weight back on because he lost it uh, in the playoffs. Is that, that's, that's right, right?
1: Or like over the course of the season, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's what they do now, right? It used to be come to spring training, drink, but also kind of play or get yourself into shape for the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my friend Chris Lie- Chris Akos he wrote a really good story um, that uh, ended up on Walk Off Walk X. I I think he originally wrote it for, for ESPN, but they had to kill it um because he it was he got a bunch of players to basically say like, "Oh my God, yeah, that was just all they would do. They would roll in and then they would just drink for the whole time, but also by while playing themselves into shape. but now these guys they 've all learned that they have to the season is such a grind they have to get as big as they can so that they can kind of peter out and be, like slowly deflate like a balloon until <laughs> October um because they just don 't have those opportunities to rebuild or add muscle during the year because it's just it, their lives are insane.
1: Is, this is this is quite true. See with San, with the Sanchez stuff, I thought you were going to talk about who he maybe wasn't working out with in the off season. Uh, I know that the, I, I forget who all has been there, but I but Connor Green, I think it was working with out with Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some stuff about that, but frankly, I don't care. Frankly, I don't care about the the salty tears thing with him and Strowman in the the comment this week. But I guess I brought it up. Uh, you did, but yeah, it, well, because it all because you made me think about it with the Batista stuff too, because you know there wasn't on social media all that stuff of, of yeah, guys hanging out and going to UFC events and shit like that. I don't know, maybe maybe Tulo, uh put the kibosh on it. Maybe Dad's not not into that shit getting out there on social media. I don't know what it's all about. But uh,
0: even Strowman didn't. It wasn't as active on social media this winter in my, in my uh, recollection which is good because his Snapchat chat is so bad now, I can't even take it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, there's, it's probably half of like, the, they're just not sharing those things like they did before. Uh, and also there's a potential that maybe they're just not doing it anymore. And the, you know, the interpersonal stuff, one of my least favorite things in the NBA is the way they play up these kind of inter, like, in, interpersonal dynamics, especially when, when guys leave. Like, right. there's so much made about, oh, you know, what, a, what like Shaq and Kobe, what are they going to do at the tip, and are they going to embrace, are they going to talk, are they going to be cool, and then, right now, it's Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, like, it's just trash, it's so, it just, it makes me feel really uncomfortable, and also quite disappointed in the way that we're talking about, like, a sport, but it, 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 when it's a baseball, because the season is so long, and there's so much time together, and they're teammates still, I can see why it's, it's a thing, but you know, they just—they're also just dudes in their twenties who are figuring out who they are and have a lot at at, at stake, right? Like it, it, we've, we we yeah, do, and I joke—we we joke about Strowman's brand and and being disappointed because he didn't get the cover of this game, even though he's actually on RBI or something else like that. But like that, those are real world issues. Like that, those are big big dollars that that we're talking about, and and it's you know it's their version of, of kind of a career advancement where maybe we should take it a bit more seriously and and understand that 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 these guys might get they they might have human feelings and reactions yeah. to, to to disappointment and or uh um successes.
1: I I I completely agree with with all that stuff though fuck taking it more seriously. I don't know if I need to take any of this more seriously. I would just I just don't even need to fucking <laughs> hear it, frankly. No,
0: no, th- I think that's maybe the better approach. not take it more seriously, but not do it like a Sweet Valley High, or like a kind of <laughs> drama. Who's who's here, and who's and what's up? But I, but I think just that's also like...
1: it's part of the entertainment too, though, right? I mean, it's it's kind of that's just that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be you're you're gonna get your Stroches fucking fan fiction, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not.
0: That's true, and I mean, it's it is part of the thing, but it's the it's also the thing that's gonna get written about if things don't go well right that's it's going to become not even not maybe not written but more like talked about desperately on sports radio and podcasts (laughs) as people are looking for things to talk about but it's going to become well oh, it's you know is there a problem is there a rift in the jays but we we here we are sort of downplaying it like all that stuff's dumb but we talked not even 20 minutes ago about matt Latos being a a really unpopular scumbag (laughs) who no one wants to be around so there's not it's not there's nothing to and i saw that debate i guess brian kenny and Ken Rosenthal had a similar debate yeah, on. Yeah, they
1: did. Yeah,
0: and and Kenny is uh, not a good thing. No, and so he was very much against it, which almost makes me be like, I don't think maybe it's got some merit.
1: Yeah, Kenny really <laughs> sets back the uh, his causes quite greatly every time he opens his mouth about stuff. I find, yeah, though I'm he- I, I'm more inclined to where to where he is i think than rosenthal to to an extent i mean a lot of rosenthal's argument i think is like well these guys say this matters so it matters where it's like i i i, I would appreciate more empirical data on that but that obviously can't happen but i mean jesus we don't need to talk about this i've fucking spent the last 10 years talking about shit like this and, that's exactly and, <laughs> true <laughs> i'm fucking done with it but uh but yeah i don't know you're right it's a it's a it's a, thing, it's a thing it's a thing people are going to talk about it whether and sanchez likes it or not uh which he obviously doesn't uh he could have nipped it in the butt a little better had he not said oh we're still teammates come on so as, mm-hmm. as though that's you know but th- maybe that, that's a... that's not the same as being as being friends but jesus who the fuck cares? but maybe it is
0: but maybe in that in in inside of those hallowed gates of the bobby matic training facility whatever it's called uh being teammates is paramount being teammates is, is bigger than anything that's yeah, uh, probably perhaps true. i think that I, we will move on from this now because we can't talk about it anymore. But I think that I think that the the biggest issue, the thing that we've all missed in both the Brian Kennys and the Ken Rosenthal's is that all of these interpersonal dynamics are incredibly complex and they maybe manifest themselves in a variety of ways. So if it's Tulo's uh, kind of dad approach and being like, let's all get out there and work together and really improve our footwork. And I'm coming to you with a, in a constructive way, Josh Donaldson, you know, you don't need to be threatened. By me, obviously, because you're a great player and I'm a successful, very, very rich player. So let's just work together to make a, to make you better. That might get you rich, and might also, and will make the team better. That stuff's always going to be valuable, but it's not it's not the be all and end all. And, it, and again, it works both ways. If guys don't get along, if guys just go about come in and go go about their business and remain motivated and remain uh, determined and, and progress at, at their in their way, uh, it, it's just so complex that to boil it down to. Bad chemistry is good for losers. Good chemistry makes you win. None of those things are accurate. None of those things are able to, as you said, quantify. You don't need to quantify it to recognize it's real, but also understand that there's so many moving parts that there's no way to to just sort of put a blanket on top of it and be like, this is how it all works, because we'll never know. We'll never know how any of those things work. The universe is an unknowable mess, um, and hopefully if we knew that this is how it's going to turn out, no one ever would have selected it. The whole world. That's I grim. Mean, it is grim. Um, <laughs> but you're it, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to uh, uh, nihilist birds all day. With, with, <laughs> like the the logo is gonna be crows. Uh, we've already had this. Is now multiple, <laughs> messenger, multiple references to scavengers, birds of uh, that will, like eat the dead flesh of de- decomposing animals. Uh, that's that's really what this, that's what this we're, shows. What we're all here the, for.
1: It's our brand. Yeah.
0: Our our brand is. Rock solid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. What else is there? Now we can get now. Now that we've got the depressing, uh, dark, morose part of the show over, uh, can we talk about the machinations of the forty man roster? As uh, Chad Geronato is back uh, in the mix on a minor league invite.
1: Yeah. That's. Let's really. Let's really get deep into this. Yeah. Apparently.
0: There's nothing else to say, is there?
1: No. They signed to some fucking catcher. I couldn't. He, he's not Juan Graterol. So. I don't give a shit. Vitamin
0: Uh, G himself, Juan Gratterall.
1: (laughs) I mean, Gibbons had some interesting comments this week about roster stuff. That's a little, you know, farther up the chain than at the bottom of the forty man. But Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he talked about first base not being, uh, you know, waiting to shake out. Uh, we need to see how things shake out and play out in spring training at first base and in left field. And then I mm-hmm. think he also said something like, well, he was asked insanely, I don't know, I can't remember if it was McCowan. <laughs> I think it was Bob McCowan asked him, well, who would be your first baseman on opening day if opening day was tomorrow? And he said, well, I guess that will be Smoke, but I could see Pierce being in there. And people were like, oh, he said Smoke is the first baseman. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Um, I don't know, that, that made me feel good, though, this week, hearing him you know, not hand a position to one person or another in those two mm-hmm. spots, uh, because I have strong ideas about who should be playing left field or who shouldn't be playing left field more like it and who shouldn't be playing first base. Uh, so the fact that those are not solidified means that there's a chance that we won't see a lot of Justin Smoke and we won't see a ridiculous platoon between Upton and, and Carrera, but uh, that still seems like the most likely scenario. Um I feel it's good though that they recognize that Justin Smoke might be trash and that uh, and that left field kind of needs something other than a whole lot of Melvin Upton.
0: I don't care about any of those things. Okay, well, I was Chad watching. Roto, then I, I I was in a uh, I went to, uh, for a drink after uh, work thing I was doing today, and there were a bunch of TVs in the place, and there on one of the TVs uh, was John Gibbons. Um, like giving like one quarter of half a shit just standing there looking so fully disheveled like day one of camp already looks like he's been living out of a suitcase for his entire life and i was so incredibly thankful to see him there it just i was like yes you know getting back to what we talked about at the beginning you know this nonsense is almost over the winter is eventually gonna go away the sun will rise again and john gibbons was standing there with his hand in his goddamn pants wearing like a wife beater underneath a windbreaker uh it was beautiful it was beautiful <laughs> to see john gibbons slouching his way through a interview in front of that like blue tarp thing that they put up and then they make those guys do those stand-ups it was amazing i was just so and then i saw troy tulowitzki and i was like he again plays for the blue jay troy Lewitsky it's pretty He's, great yeah. He's, it's great it's <laughs> so great
1: baseball it's great
0: uh any other stuff we could talk about the world baseball classic marco astral is probably not going to pitch right we talked about this I, yeah I don't before
1: think, i don't think he's going to pitch stroman is he go he's on the us team we talked about this last week because we basically didn't look at the rosters at all stroman and
0: hap yeah Stroman and hap osuna is going to play for mexico um uh there were some other guys too. I don't know, I'm Pompeii's excited for on the world Canada's business. roster. Pompey's on Canada's roster because he's not going to make the team here. Mm-hmm. Um I that's got to be that's got to be the thing. And we've we talked about Pompey a little bit and then I had some conversations with some people on like on Twitter and on messages and stuff and people were like I don't think they think too highly of Pompey anymore. Um because if they did I don't think that he would be at the WBC. I mean honestly, if he's fun, if he's played for a job it's not it's not happening. Well, like he's not fighting for a job while he's in Arizona.
1: I don't. I. I don't want to. I wrote about this for Vice. That's. Uh, I've already filed. I filed yesterday, like this morning, and and, and I think it's going to go up tomorrow. So I don't want to give it away. Everything that I was. That I'm going to write, or that I have written. Uh, but but two theories, on that. Or or well, one theory is, uh. Could it be like optics of like not wanting to submarine baseball Canada being like, eh, we can't let you have Martin, but OK, fine. Have Pompeii even though because uh as much as it seems like it's possible that they they don't like him. Uh, I've definitely heard, you know, the, the I, somebody the person who Steve Dame was who's at uh, the coach's clinic who relayed the stuff from uh, Mark Shapiro about the grass that I wrote about the other week. Mm -hmm. uh, And the other thing that I can't remember, which was more important. Uh, And he also said that uh, Shapiro was asked about the top prospects in the system beyond uh, Vlad Guerrero jr. And basically only talked about Pompeii. So he's a guy that gets overlooked because he's, you know, if he hadn't played all those games in the big leagues in 2015, he would still be on prospect lists. He'd be 24. He would be, yeah, I think he would still be looked at as, as, as a guy, and I think he gets forgotten partly because of that, and also uh, there was an interview uh, from Jays from the Couch uh, last uh, September or so, uh, where Pompey was talking about the difference between Anthopolis and Ross Atkins, and basically was asking about asked about the difference between the organization if much has changed, and you uh, kind of ran with it, or I kind of ran with it, uh, in the sense that he was saying, you know, Anthopolis was. It was you are more a business piece, and and he said that Atkins had talked to him a lot and was really interested in his routine and and the, the stuff that he was doing, and said he'd really had uh, a rapport with Atkins and that that he didn't have with Anthopolis, Which you know the other side of that is that maybe the the front office does like him and is interested in him. Um, I don't know. I mean, because you look at the numbers, they're not. He's he's not. The power numbers are just not there. It's it's not it's not real impressive. But fuck the fucking bar is just not that high in left field. Like I mean. Ezekiel Carrera is, God love him, a bad player, and I, I know we've been talking about this all winter, but Jesus Christ,
0: may, may okay, maybe I'll, I'll I'll um bend and say that <laughs> perhaps if Atkins um has Pompey's ear and he likes what he hears from the current front office and and maybe their individualized workout plan and product uh, you know and uh, development schedule if they have something that that he is eager more eager to buy into and doesn't feel like he's being changed for change's sake because I, I don't think that a lot of players would like that you know mm-hmm. unless they feel like they need to make a change if the t- if the team is like you're going to be a, we're going to get you to sell out for power or we're going to get you to do whatever Maybe then there's a chance that he that he that his development um, reignites because I, I feel like after he raced through the system uh, in what 2014
1: mm-hmm. that yeah uh, that was his big year
0: that his development sort of stalled. But uh, as as the zoobs reminded me of uh, something that I had said to him years ago, which was like that development is nonlinear. So expecting Pompeii to get better and then better and then better in a nice orderly fashion mm-hmm. isn't gonna. It was never going to happen that way. So maybe maybe he's he's gonna become a more uh less of a, more have less of a passive actor in his own development, which would be great if 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 the if that relationship helped him to um make the strides that he needs to make. So maybe I'll take a step back. But again, I am I more of the belief that if he was fighting for a job, he would be there fighting for a job, not playing for Canada. Um I you know, I think the Jays do do pretty well by baseball Canada. I'm sure that people on the inside of those organiz- that organization would probably say otherwise but i mean they play a game against teenagers every year in spring training for nothing mm-hmm. that's pretty good yeah I guess. but i mean i'm happy to <laughs> another they're, they're playing literally teens they're playing are... like the junior national
1: team uh, yeah.
0: which is great that's good for everybody that's it's a great day and wilner gets to call it and he has a party <laughs> on the on the radio it's awesome
1: uh, another another pompey thing before we move on though is also that he uh he fucked up his knee he like ran into the wall on memorial day or like memorial day weekend last year in buffalo mm-hmm. and then he had a concussion uh i think in uh in the end of, at the end of june or mid-june mm-hmm. uh so he did kind of a down year at the plate numbers wise Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe some mitigating circumstances maybe some you know he's 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 not a guy who's going to hit for a lot of power but i think there's there still could be something there his on base numbers are are kind of decent even for buffalo and especially considering again his competition for that job so it is it's a head scratcher why he's what why it seems like he's not out there competing for a job you need
0: to get over this Blinding hatred of Melvin Upton just because <laughs> he stunk up the joint as like a sub-replacement player uh, for the entire time that he played for the Blue Jays and also was so bad um, when he played for the Rays before that. Um, that doesn't mean that that's who he is because he's been bad for so long. I think we need to <laughs> cut Melvin Upton some slack here.
1: Yeah, he was awful with the Braves also. And the Padres, he was good too. for like a year and a half. With he the was. Padres. He was the Padres. I, I, I was behind that trade. And I fuck. I'm one of these people who, you know, people lose their minds about strikeouts. Oh, you guys strikes out too much, and and it's like, oh, it's just another kind of out. It's not that much worse than other kinds of outs. Like the you know the kind of sabermetric dogma thing. But also, oh my God, stop striking out so much. It's it's horrible. It's truly, truly horrible to watch. To watch that that lineup when it was just a complete black hole of like, you know, you can't even get a runner over because you can't even make contact with the fucking ball. It was it was grim at times last year.
0: Maybe he should bunt more.
1: Now that's a good idea.
0: He's very I'll athletic. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like your thinking.
0: <laughs> oh man, there, the strikeouts. You you were right, and obviously, and and that sort of that. Uh, we're not here to relitigate the "our strikeouts is the end of the world" thing that has been we're, like. We're not Brian going to do some Brian Kenny shit. Jesus, but goddamn, know. when it was like Upton and Smoke and Martin were all like striking out, yeah, incessantly. Uh, even at the beginning of the year, when, remember when Calabella was still alive? like There was just so many just insane rallies or, or things that just died. And it was just kind of like, hey, Josh Donaldson, can you make this entire team good? Uh, because, well, Ed, 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 Edwin and whoever else. But there were a lot of black holes at, at that point. And that's all we talked about, you and I, on uh, many, many episodes. That's all we're going to talk about today. We're done. I want you to know.
1: Well, I'm glad I knew first. That's nice we could tell the people now.
0: um uh that's it you got anything else you got any parting shots anything you want to say
1: i really don't no i don't
0: um i have one thing that you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now but um i got an internal i cut my toenail too short and then i (laughs) and then i exercised and uh my pain is as real as anyone else's let me tell you it's the worst feeling and everyone you're, should feel my suffering. And you're suffer the real victim here, I think. Yeah. yeah. I've, I am deserving of empathy, maybe even pity. I'll take either if you've got them. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Service. We will talk to you next time uh, when they'll be probably playing actual or approximations of baseball games. The spring training, Grapefruit League, get down there. I've never been, which That's is a lovely. shame. I lovely. should lovely. go. You should go. I should go. I can't. I got other stuff going on. All right, we'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.